0: Drive, 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 drive. And I was like, yo, it's crazy. Like, I got, I, I got to get on. I got to get on I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show, featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and all I need skate founder, Anthony Shetler. <laughs> What's up guys? Um uh, I'm listening to some Jay because I just got back from New York. I was in I was in the Mecca. It was sick, dude. Um yeah, the skate shop that I skate for, Solstice skate shop out of New Be- New Bedford, Mass. Um uh, my homie Jay and everyone, they all came together and they got a van and we loaded it up. Ramsey was there. Damn everyone, try I can't even name them all, it's too many people, but you guys know who you were. Uh it was sick. We woke up early, went down to No Problemo, met up right there. Paiva what up, crushing it. He was there. Uh we all got in the van and we drove four hours to New York. And sick. Of course we you know, of course we had to stop like three or four times. Everyone I even had to ask him to stop. I had to be the asshole that was like, Can you stop? I gotta pee on the way back felt bad i held it as long as i could and i was bragging about how my bladder's strong because i do the podcast man that was a moment <laughs> um yeah so we all went to new york and we met up uh at the house of vans it was sick our homie justin what up man uh Goonan actually gets shoes from vans which is pretty rad dude he's super hyped on him so Goonin was there damn b drown came billy came Everyone was there, so many people, and we were skating, we got to skate this indoor park, it was so sick, I posted a clip on my Instagram actually, if you check it out, I was skating the rail outside, it was so nice, you could skate outside too, so I was like, I skated inside until I was like sweating, and then I went outside, skated, chilled off, and then I went back in, and still like, there was so many people that like, there was multiple sessions going, it was sick, the park was really fun too uh, so yeah, that was sick, we did that, Gunan also did this nose blunt, they had like a, a Brooklyn Banks type recli- uh, replica bank, and it had a ledge on top, and uh, he did, like, uh, he ollied up to nose blunt slide, it was sick, actually that photo's on the All I Need Skate Instagram, you can check it out there, uh, I took a photo, there's a few photos out there actually, I don't know, so there's, uh, I liked them all when I saw them, so, um, yeah, I don't know. That was so sick. I love New York, and whenever I think of New York, I think of Jay-Z, so I listened to some Jay today. Um. Oh yeah, this all ties in because uh, my homie Manute, Chris Shanting, he was on the podcast, and it's epic how this worked out. I reached out to Manute, and I was like, hey, you gotta come on my podcast. I-, I know Manute. He's been the homie since we were little. Like, he's known me before I had any sponsors, before I owned a house, before I had a girl, When I was just like literally the dirtiest little skate rat you could imagine. I met Manute. He was doing the same shit. (laughs) Shooting photos though. It was so sick. But uh, I had him on the podcast. And then I told him I was coming to New York the next day. So it's sick. I got to sit down with a good friend. And we talked for like over an hour. It was so dope through Skype. And then I saw him the next day and we fucking skated together. So sick. So I don't know. Here's the episode. Uh, Thank you guys for everything. Uh, oh yeah, I should do the All I Need. They sponsor every episode, so or we sponsor every ep- episode. Uh, all I Need Skate dot com. Check it out. We just put up new apparel up there. We got windbreakers, hoodies, two different types of beanies. We got snapbacks. We got the Gump, which I'm super excited for. I know I mentioned it on other uh, other episodes. So check it all out. All I Need Skate dot com. And if you click on the store link, that's where it will take you right there. And all that money goes into skateboarding, to skate creating skateboarding culture let start off with your real fucking name, Chris Shanting, okay? Is that... You happy now? Yes. <laughs> Out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I just always call you Manute, dude. That's it. Like, I don't know. Where'd that come from? Where'd the nickname Manute come from?
1: That came from Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, because Manute Bull, the basketball player, used to play in Newport at the high school.
0: Wait, wait, what? NBA. Manute Bowl used to play in... In Newport. With Spud Web
1: on, like, a semi-pro team.
0: You're bullshitting me.
1: Oh, it's dead on. So, like, all the old guys, that was just, like, they just wrote, what's up, Manute Bull? Because I was, like, 6'4 at, like, 15, and all my friends were, like, midgets. <laughs>
0: so I got the <laughs> Don't you dare blame it on your friends, dude. You're the fucking tall freak, okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Is all, all your parents? Are both your parents tall?
1: Yeah, my dad's like
0: six three. My mom's almost six feet. Are you back in?
1: So I, I had it coming, kind of.
0: Yeah. Are you back? Are you back in being tall? Once I got older, yeah. Yeah. Once I got
1: to be yeah. like twenty three, and realized that girls liked it, I was down for it. <laughs> but I want that fit in the skate clothes properly as a teenager, and I was like, this is impossible. I look like a freak. You
0: definitely didn't fit in. In certain In certain generations, you wouldn't fit in, you know? But, like, no. the, the ones where the pants were a little short, you definitely were in there, for sure. Yeah, it
1: was a mess the whole
0: way through. Dude, we've known each other. I was thinking about this today. I was like, fuck, I've known Manute for so long, dude. And we just keep seeing each other at random spots. It's like, we end up, the yeah. world brings us back together, dude.
1: It's been at least since like 99 or something. 2000, 99. Somewhere where the park opened
0: Holy. back there. Well, I was thinking about it today and I was like, he's known me before I was sponsored. Like, long before I even was sponsored. Yeah, so, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you were what? You a teenager, right? When I met you? Yeah, dude, for sure. Skater Island days, dude, for sure. I was young as shit. How, hey, how old are you? Yeah. I'm thirty-six. Damn, still. Started- yeah. I'm thirty-three, so you got me by three. It's not too far. No, far. man. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> are you? Where are you right now?
1: I'm in my house in Chinatown,
0: New York, right? In New- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, in New York.
0: Sick. How's that?
1: It's good. I've been back here about a year. I was in LA for like four years, and then before that,
0: I was here. How do you like living in New York? I like it
1: way more than L.A. I love visiting L.A. now. Now that I have, like, a good core of friends and stuff, and I know my way around. Yeah, that's... i um, cool. in New York. New York, I was getting a little soft in L.A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things just too fucking... not Not, like, too fucking easy, but I just didn't... I wasn't thirsty like I am in New York.
0: Yeah, well, the weather here makes you fluctuate, because it's just like, when winter hits, everything tightens up, and you gotta hustle. You gotta be working in the winters, even if you're just shoveling out your fucking car, like, everyone's cold and shit, it makes you work a little harder set at times.
1: <laughs> yeah, you appreciate things you get more.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yes,
1: I, I mean, whatever, some people love it, it's great for some people, I was just kind of fun. I was just like, spinning my wheels out there.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I guess it matters on the person's personality, you know? Some people want it laid back. 70 year-round was not good for me. I lived, you know, I lived in Long Beach for two years, and it was tight. I love Long Beach. The food and the skaters and the people, the 70 degrees year-round was so sick, but it also made it feel like Groundhog's Day, and I, like... Yeah, oh, totally.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I always said, I was like, dude, I'm now I don't like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's ridiculous to say, but I can't stand it.
0: You're a fucking vampire, that's why. Oh god. But
1: I've moved out there with Tino Razzo and he's like blossoming out there. Like some people I would never tell anybody to not try it out.
0: What's he doing out there? What's Tino doing?
1: He's he's skating harder than I remember seeing him skate in New York. And he's like he's releasing a photo book. Um he's doing like art photography, he's like working over it with Supreme. Yeah,
0: he's just doing yeah.
1: everything. He's like surfing now. Like he's just like active. He's doing shit. He's hiking. He's like rat. He's psyched. You
0: know. He's like going at life. He's going at it. <laughs> yeah. So I would say like
1: for anybody to go try it out, you never know it could work. You know. I love. I that. just. All right. I did my time. I'm out.
0: Yeah, I'm the. I'm the same way too. I back that. Um, you you actually covered one of the things on my. uh Tino Razo was on the list of things I wanted to talk about. Do you no. have? Do you have any epic funny stories, of Tino? Mm-hmm. That you that you wouldn't mind sharing?
1: Um, he's, I think they're all really fun. I mean, he's just like a, he's the type of dude you hope, like, if all hell breaks loose, like, you know, your desert island buddy or your your flat tire on the side of the highway friend, like, he's the guy that you're like, even as bad as it can be, this dude will be like making you laugh and not like melting down, like kind of like lifting you up a little, you know? (laughs) Um, he's, I don't know. I'll think, but, like, he's just, like, he's just a ball of positive energy, and he's just funny, and, like, you, you know, I've been broke with him, and we've lived large, you know, like, it's, I don't know, everything's fine when you're hanging out with that person, you
0: know? Yeah, he's always, like, a super epic dude, like, anyone I ask about him is always hyped on Tino. Yeah. He's, he's the man. Um, I have a funny story, actually. It jarred one for me.
1: Um, John Cardiel was doing like a pop-up because he does like custom bicycles now yep and he's having to pop up on fairfax like to sell some of his bikes and he saw that i knew tino and he just like grabbed me by my shoulder and i was like you know i gave him a nod like i wasn't gonna come at cardio like you're fucking cardio it was like hey man good to see you whatever like
0: and he's like oh you know
1: tino i was like yeah it's like one of my oldest friends he's like oh man tino's the strength yeah. and I was like yeah, yeah he is and I kind of just like floated away like oh my god that was heavy like I gotta find Tino <laughs> and yeah that was it like that explains them. <laughs> yeah
0: hell yeah if Car- Cardiel is on you the, the conversation I've ever had with Cardiel <laughs> you can't be doing anything wrong if Cardiel is hyped on yeah. you <laughs> you yeah. definitely you have life figured yeah. out <laughs> in one word you're the strength yeah <laughs> perfect all right, all right, doing? all right. That was genius. That was fucking genius. All right, next up, like I said earlier, I text you. I said we got some top threes to handle. I know you're a man. Mm-hmm. I I just feel like you could nail these top three hip hop artists. Go. And why? And why? And why? Um. And why? Ice T.
1: Yes. Why? Uh, Ice T was just like he's just his own dude. Like
0: I don't know. Like he
1: just. He was solo, and he wasn't in a big He had a rhyme syndicate, but really it was ice tea. Yeah. And
0: yeah.
1: once he just, like, revolutionized rap, he decided he wanted to do a rock band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he decided he wanted to act in the white man's game. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he pretty much decides what he's going to do, and he
0: does it. Total respect. <laughs> Nothing but respect right yeah. there. All right, that's one. Yeah, well. yeah. That's one. Well. And- I mean, a bunch of great ones, but that's an easy one. Um, All right, we need we need a second one, and this is not in order. It's not from like first yeah, to third. It's just okay. the top three.
1: Um, Cameron, ooh, killer, killer, because he's I liken him to like the Axl Rose of rap. <laughs> he's like a sort of a recluse. He'll just drop his boys on their asses and vaporize and go make money somewhere else. And his lyrics are fucking nuts.
0: Yeah, he's um, yeah. He sounds good, too. He's one of those rappers that, like, he could almost say anything, and you let him get away with it because you're like, damn, he made it sound so good. And when he goes
1: away for periods of time, you realize when he comes back, he's been, like, ten steps ahead when he lands
0: back. Yeah. Damn, those are are two solid ones. And then three. Say
1: it. Say it. Not the greatest rapper of all time, but one of my favorite rappers of all time is Redman. Ooh, Muddy Waters, Redman,
0: yes!
1: (laughs) Go ahead. He was was never going to be, like, a flashy dude. He was just kind of, like, dirty and weird and wasn't trying to fit in, like, up the ladder so much of, like, glossiness.
0: Yeah, dirty jerseys, dude.
1: I mean, those fucking cribs. You see the one they brought cribs back to his crib? Yeah. Same crib.
0: (laughs) Double (laughs) crib
1: he'd beyonce it and he made sure that you saw he fixed the front door screen
0: <laughs> double cribbed it the fuck out of it yeah
1: it's kind of like he's more relatable like he isn't talking about being mega fancy it's like you can almost like reach and touch what he's talking about you
0: know? yeah 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 and that, that's what made it cool when him and method man t- t- like teamed up too with the show and everything it was just like wu-tang and that dirty like raw vibe and it didn't yeah, seen
1: him you have, like, Biggie and Pac and Wu-Tang. But those are, like, for me, like, I just thought of them now. I don't know. They're, they're like, three great people.
0: Yeah, there's too many. There's more than three. Like, I could go off right. I'd be, like, be like three of my
1: funnest rappers to listen to.
0: Yeah, I could be, all right, I'll go Tupac, Jay-Z, and, uh oh, there's too many. Tupac, Jay-Z, and Talib Kweli. Damn. And it rhymed. That was pretty good. Like, go, yeah. <laughs> Three's hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, do, I did write down a couple things, and one was, I wanted to tell you that John Hoisenton has a podcast. Did you know that?
1: Oh, I saw something about that. That scares me, but, like, in excitement.
0: <laughs> it's him and his buddy Sean, and it's called the Sean John Experience, and they fucking just nerd out about comic books and heavy metal in, like, rock bands. It's so oh, sick. It's like in Wayne's World. Yeah, they just drink beers, and they fucking are, like, obsessively nerding about comic books. And they and I believe their sponsor their friend has a comic book store, so he sponsors oh, that, their podcast.
1: Hell yeah, that's rad. I gotta check that out.
0: Yeah, it's free, and I think it's on the iTunes store. I think that's, yeah, it has to be. That's where I downloaded it. But I figured I'd tell you, because you know how epic Horseson yeah,
1: is. I love a good opinion from John.
0: Yeah, and he's hilarious. He's very quick with his words and very hilarious and witty. You can be cutting. <laughs> you know what I always liked about John? Was he aspired to be a gym teacher. <laughs> That's, like, he th- told me that all the time. He wanted to be a gym teacher.
1: <laughs> oh, I did not know that.
0: <laughs> Seems pretty sick. That's, like, a pretty legit job. Teaching young kids how to be athletic. Back- just going to, like, throw
1: basketballs at their heads and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's always dodgeball.
0: Ah, oh, dude, you just jarred memory.
1: like, the most honest... First, and he doesn't hold punches with his opinions, which is a lot of people don't have the balls to do.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like that type of shit. Um, oh shit, I lost it. I said you jarred a memory, and then I forgot it. Nah, it's gone. Don't worry about it. So, <laughs> Hoyzintin. the man. All right, we're moving on. Top three. We still got more, okay? You already met, you already mentioned GNR, so you can't include them in your top three heavy metal.
1: Okay. Top three heavy metal. Wait, what um, shirt are you
0: wearing? A Dark Throne shirt. Dark Throne. What's Dark Throne?
1: Dark Throne is started out as like a
0: I guess like a death metal band from Norway,
1: but they've <laughs> yes. kind of played like twenty something years. So they're like black metal, but they play all kinds of stuff. Um I'd liken them to Hoysenton. They don't care and they just do whatever and they sometimes fans are like fully bummed out that they've just gone in a direction, but they're
0: great.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, Dark Girl would be one, that's an easy one. Um, let's see, Motorhead, I guess you could call it Heavy Metal, one of my, one of my favorite bands of all time
0: in all genres. So how did you feel, also, how'd you feel there, with Lemmy?
1: I was impressed by how much he played until, he played
0: until two weeks before he died. Holy shit, he was just um, rocking. What did he pass away from? I don't even know. I just heard that he passed away. He's sick, but uh, it was his birthday
1: Christmas Eve, that Christmas, and then a day later he was in agonizing pain apparently and went to the doctor, and there was like aggressive cancer in his neck. What the fuck? And they gave him, they gave him six months and he died like 40 hours
0: later or something. Jesus, brutal. He'd
1: always... Like, he always said, he's he going to just play and then drop dead. He wasn't going to retire and have nothing to do.
0: <laughs> just fucking burn out. Like, just charge and he, go for it.
1: Yeah, his birthday with
0: his friends, he had Christmas with his
1: friends and family, and then he just croaks. I guess old people croak after the holidays, because they get to, like,
0: get closure with their friends and family. Oh, that would make sense. How Do you know how old he was? Was he up there? I think 72. Holy shit. Good for him. 72. I'd be hyped to make it there. If that is... <laughs> i think it's
1: 1972 yeah
0: damn that'd be impressive uh,
1: motorhead I'm trying
0: to think of something what else i listen to you you threw out your gnr too early dude are you a big fan of gnr or were yeah I'm you curious to see what happens with um with this reunion you know what they're doing it again they're doing it
1: my friend just texted me yesterday and he's rehearsing in a studio with his own band. And he said, Duff McKagan walked in. He's like, G&R's record, are rehearsing next to us. Duff McKagan walked in and told me he liked my bass sound. And I, I was like, fuck you. You're kidding me. He's like, no, man. Like we just ended up talking. <laughs> so they're rehearsing. They're going to do a reunion. Like I guess Coachella and like Mexico City and stuff
0: with, with Axel though. Is he still doing Axel
1: Slash. Um, Either it's going to be amazing or it's going to implode on stage. I don't Which, know. Either
0: way, it'll be amazing. You're getting GNR so, again, good or bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like pizza. It's like, well, it's fucking pizza. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely, when Axel started, like, running people out of the band, I was pretty distraught over it. It took me a while to recover, fucking, but I'm better.
0: Fucking politics. Politics and everything. It infiltrates music, everything. God damn it. <laughs> Money makes uh, money makes people do strange things.
1: Another Iron Maiden is an mm-hmm. easy one.
0: Yes, yes, yes. People All right. Can't do wrong. All right, we're moving forward then. Hip hop, heavy metal, and keeping along this theme, TV shows. Do you watch TV shows now? Do you have old ones? You're, like top three.
1: Cheers, Seinfeld, and then uh, fuck another one. I ripped through. Oh, I just ripped through, um, one that I saw a long time. Oh, well, shit. Okay, oh, yeah, I love Lost. <laughs> I, I watched that whole thing. Is it good? It's good. I watched it again because I was, like, feeling nostalgic for the first time I saw it. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. <laughs> hey, man, it was like,
0: I'm sharing. <laughs> I, love, I bet it's good. I just never got sucked in. I I think I watched like half an episode. Like, people always try to tell me to watch, like, The Walking Dead. And, like, I put it mm-hmm. on and then I just, I don't know. It's cool. and then I, But I never go back. I watch, like, the fucking weirdest shit.
1: <laughs> See, but, like, Cheers and Seinfeld were written in a different age where you could just turn one on.
0: Yeah. In yeah.
1: The last 15 years you're fucked if you turn the sixth episode on or some shit. You're just like, well, I don't know what anyone's talking about. It's all like, you're, like, out of your element immediately if you're not binging on it, basically.
0: Yeah, they're like... So those shows,
1: Cheers to Seinfeld, you're just like, oh, something funny's gonna happen contained in 28 minutes or whatever.
0: Yeah, and the shows, a lot of those shows today, like you said, there's a narrative that you have to follow from point A all the way to, like... And then they run out of... They start stretching too far, and it's just like... Just, oh,
1: they just run out of shit, so they just want to keep making another season of just nonsense and shock and awe and stuff. Like, it's like the show. Batman, funny towards the end. They just, like, ran out of things, so it just got, like, as brutal as possible. The show must go on. Game of Thrones already turned, like, rapey and weird after, like, last season because they just wanted to, like, keep people looking, basically. <laughs> is that, is that, that one screwed it off weird? it Kids and rape involved in like every episode. You're like, what the? F-? I want to see like the porn scenes that are like you don't feel weird about seeing, it, and then like some fighting, not just like <laughs> weird kids
0: stuff. Yeah, keep the weird rapey vibes out of the episodes. <laughs>
1: want to think about what they their opinion is on that, they just want to like watch like violence
0: and legal tit. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, all right, all right. All right. I, and I hate to do this one to you, but I have to do this. Three top gnarly skaters that you love:
1: Green Campbell.
0: Nailed it. Um, John Cardell. <laughs> Woohoo. And
1: a new favorite, uh, who I started paying attention to: this vert skater, Jimmy Wilkins, I think.
0: Yeah, I've seen some shit, so, dude.
1: Head high to hang
0: up. Fucking gnarly.
1: Um, I started paying attention. I mean, there's obviously, you could say gongs and whatever, but like, Jimmy Wilkins, I've been, like, every time I see footage, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, yeah. this wiry little monster is sick.
0: Yeah, it's nice to see, like, something new, you know? So, like, the legends are the legends. They got their spots. It's, sometimes it's nice just to see someone charging, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's tight. Which yeah, am I- yeah, a, fourth, a fourth is Gino Razo. Yes, you put him in there. <laughs> I said three. <laughs> Razo, simmer down. Simmer down. <laughs> this isn't the razzo show bro (laughs) can i tell my can i tell my tino razzo story by all means all right we're on a skate trip we're in tampa i think it was a tampa am or something but we're on a skate trip and i just remember with tino and we were smoking weed and he had a whole bag of like candy chocolate and like baby roots like it must have been halloween candy
1: yeah, a bag of Snickers or some
0: shit. Yeah, and we're fucking smoking so much weed and we're skating a bunch, and he just had this bag and he ate so much of it that he fucking scared himself, and he had to go to the hospital and <laughs> and it was. Oh, Do you remember? He thought he had a heart. Yeah, he thought he had a heart attack, and it was like a gas bubble from eating so much candy from over.
1: Remember the story. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he he, and then he had to get suppositories
1: and stick them up his butt. He did.
0: <laughs> but he handled it like a champ. We had to drop him off at the ER and, like... And he's thinking he, he's, like, baked and thinks he has a heart attack. Yeah, it would have happened to anyone. It could have happened to me. It could have happened to me. I'm not not going to lie. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's... Never, it's just fun the whole time.
0: (laughs) I uh, back to your top three skate legends. Uh, Kareem Campbell. Sorry, Kareem. Kareem Campbell. Um, I have a photo with him when I was riding for World. Fucking, we went to Texas and we met up and like I got a photo chilling with him. So sick. No way. Yeah, the ream, dude. The fucking ream, bro.
1: (laughs) Pretty. I always think I've been talking about. Um, that shut up in skate contests in Houston, like, 94, with a bunch of my friends, where I did the backside ollie off, over, off the bank, over the railing, You
0: posted and won that.
1: the you contest. Posted. Yeah, it was like, it was like 15 feet in the air going backside.
0: Yeah, you posted that, and you were like, whoever got the photo has gold or something, hey, right?
1: Up, fucking Steve Barrett. Oh, no way. We got to the bottom of it People kept like Sending me like Photos and like Photo credit with Steve Barrett
0: Wow And then
1: wow. Kept tagging him enough And then he wrote And he was like I guess I did take that Like
0: Damn that's fucking sick He has gold That makes sense It makes sense It all <laughs> makes sense <laughs> Yeah cr- I'll
1: do with my favorite skater
0: Yeah Fuck yeah dude Uh I'm stoked Fucking Just getting to meet the dude It was like sick I knew Like I watched all the videos And fanned out for sure All right Moving along, moving along, my friend. We are going to go to... How, how the fuck did you meet Jerry Sue? Because I know you... Ha- I, see, I see, like... I'm always like, how the hell did you meet these people? Because, like, we go I think off... It was just hang- New York. Say it again? I think it was just hanging around New York.
1: Like, Odell was friends with all those guys because he was working at Thrasher and doing tours with them. Oh, so And then I was hanging so- out with Odell. And then we just all got like jerry was coming here all the time spanky was here all the time and then then all their friends would come and we'd be friends with those guys and um i don't know yeah i didn't then i lived out there for a bit but i was
0: good friends with jerry before i moved out there yeah he he is, hanging
1: around
0: he's he a fucking legend that's why i had to ask it's like you know his bag of suck part and even before at maple and just like the style and the skating. Like, he's in, like, right when I was watching skate videos and, like, fully submersed in skate videos and skate culture and magazines, Jerry Sue was, like, fucking late flipping and, like, crushing it, you know? <laughs> One I
1: have a major problem with Jerry, which I'll share with you, which I tell him to his face, is when he falls, it's like he never considered falling as an
0: option. <laughs> Lucky best. Whenever he
1: falls, like, it's a car accident. <laughs> like he's like like with someone I don't know like it's like he's made a trick 100% of the time and then this is like then he he doesn't know how to fall or something. I don't know what it is. He like scorpions and then knocks himself out.
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right, I know why. I know why. It's probably cuz he doesn't fall that much. <laughs> <And> then- <laughs> I
1: mean, I, I, in person when I skate with him, I've never really seen him fall. But then when I see footage, it like I feel it in my nuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it's just like wrenching and it shouldn't be shown yeah like like i fall a lot so i don't fall like i take some hard slams but a lot of them i save myself because i have a lot of experience falling it would only make sense that if he takes those gnarly really falls it's because like normally when he's, skiing, he's not he's not falling that hard and then these are just it, it,
1: it takes like a year off of my lifespan to watch i yeah. can't i
0: don't do it <laughs> And then you go back. No. You think about the all the tricks in his bag of suck part, and you're like,
1: "Oh no, he's one of the greatest skateboarders ever." But I don't, I don't really support him falling at
0: all. <laughs> I wonder if he slams a lot, like um, filming when he's filming. He does
1: these tricks that are like really fucking hard and always like backwards and like uncomfortable, probably for most people to try.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure yeah.
1: you're going to get tangled up. But um, he is one of my favorite people in skateboarders. And he's, his sense of humor is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, he's definitely an individual, too. It's nice when, like, when skateboarding seems like it's full of all these athletes and uh people like that. It's nice to have, like, an individual still. I love individuals. He's
1: just, like, just a weirdo.
0: What's that? He's just a
1: weirdo. It's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. We need that for sure. <laughs> all right. We're moving on. ha. I want to get into Odell. How would you meet Odell? Just from New York? I think visiting
1: New York to, like, hang out with you guys, like, five-row dudes. And he was kind of shooting you guys a lot. And then um, we all became friends. Like, we'd go to New York from Rhode Island to visit. And then we would go. Or he would come even to Rhode Island to, like, skate or see, like, a punk show or just kind of hang out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I moved to New York, he was just, like, one of my, like, kind of... It would be like me him, Tino or something. Like we, we hung out every day.
0: Yeah, yeah. And for those listening that don't know who Patrick Odell does, uh, uh, who Patrick Odell is, he does the Epically Later videos. I mean, and he's been shooting photos forever, and he's just an awesome yeah. homie. But if you go check out the Epically Later videos, it's fucking sick. Um. Okay. Well, that's enough of those people. I want to know how you got into shooting photos. Like, start at the very beginning. Like pre-having a camera, pre-thinking about it? How do you get into that interest?
1: I really just stared at skateboard magazines. I stared at skateboard magazines and, like, music magazines. But I didn't really know any musicians, so I kind of was, like, pulled towards, like, how do they make these skate photos? You know, yeah. like, what I wasn't concerned yeah. with shooting portraits of people, really. And I just stare at a lot of. um... I think maybe because I figured out Atiba was really young... To be shooting so successfully, so I kind of like paid attention to him. Yeah, and uh, then you know, like it just one day got like a disposable camera, and then my dad was like a photo nerd, so like I borrowed his camera, and then um, just shot front, like figured out how to like what a trick should be, what a what a like a flip trick, how it should be caught in a photo, shit like that.
0: Yeah, just like, well, because you skated, you've been, you've been skating before yeah. you're shooting photos. I was a little kid, I still skate, um, but I,
1: I just would stare at magazines endlessly. Yeah. And get hyped and sort of make my own theory up about how that photo was taken. A lot of times it was wrong, a lot of times I learned by like tagging along with people that were actually like,
0: already knew how to
1: shoot photos, skate photos.
0: Yeah, that helps.
1: And then I just kind of said I knew how to take photos even when I didn't and got my friends to just (laughs) skate.
0: You're like, hey, guys, I'm the dude. I got this. You
1: kind of just acted like I knew how to what I was doing.
0: I believed you. I believed the fuck out of you.
1: I knew most of the time. By the time I was shooting you, I had a decent grasp because I started hanging out with Odell and bugging him. Yeah, that's it. I even asked him a question and he looked at me. He's like, why don't you just quit? And I was like, Fuck you, dude! Like, no, seriously. He's like, I'm going to get coffee. He's like, left, and I was like,
0: kind of hyped. I was like, oh, he's nervous.
1: <laughs> I fucking love it. I love it. Um, well,
0: yeah, I don't
1: know. I just trying to observe stuff.
0: All right. Well, I see a lot of your photos, though. Like nowadays, you shoot a lot of besides skateboard and stuff too. How, is that from just being in New York and opportunity presenting, or Yeah, I
1: I moved to New York and realized that, like, I was seeing all these photos of things I didn't know you could even
0: shoot photos of. I
1: was so, had such tunnel vision. Yeah. I wanted to be a skate photographer, and then I moved to New York, and it was, like, impossible to get someone to get up on time to skate somewhere, and then, you know, everyone was hungover. So I just kind of hung around, like, Mac Fish and Tompkins and Ludlow and made friends with, like, rad photographers and just nagged them. I was like, I'll work for free. I'll get your coffee, I'll do whatever, I don't know what the fuck you do, or how you, I don't know how you do it, so just let me tag along, and people eventually start letting me photo assist for them, and I got to, like, work with fashion, and, you know, just whatever, the shit that gets done in New York, and music, like, shooting bands, and, all right. that's always fun, I'm a music nerd, you know?
0: Yeah, alright, well, this leads to top three fucking thing. top three people you've shot photos of. One, don't go all skateboarding, either. No, I won't, um, let's see, uh, DMX. Whoa, uh, I, that's what I was, when I, when we were talking about hip-hop earlier and you are trying to name your third one, I was like, say it, say it, I was hoping you'd say DMX.
1: <laughs> DMX is up there for sure. Um, yeah, I got to shoot DMX the morning he got out of prison in Arizona, and I spent like 24 hours with him.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, did you was... get at the dog? Did you tell him, like, you get at him? Well, it was fucking nuts man Like He thought he knew me
1: I met like He got out of They let him out of prison early Because They didn't want like TMZ Or whatever World Star to show up
0: Yeah So
1: we got to prison yeah. On time to get him And he was already like Gone like an hour early So I met him in a Dillard's department store In a mall And he was sitting on The fragrance counter Just like Yo we need Sean John, John We need fucking Like blah 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 And they're like We don't have that here He's like, well, where am I supposed to? Be? I was just like, holy shit, this is real life. This is happening now. And then, um, <laughs> and then I introduced myself to him, and he thought he knew me. And but then I was like, no, I remember if we met, like, we haven't met. Um, he's like, it's in your eyes. I know you, man. Like, we we know each other. I was like, all right, this should be interesting.
0: Oh fuck! Then, oh fuck! Um, You're hold on, hold on. Let me interrupt for a second. You're not doing. Anyone a favor right now, <laughs> like anyone who's not a fan of DMX. <laughs> I'm like and I love the dude. Amazing. Ama- like his first two albums literally saved my life. Like it's hot yeah. and hell is uh, it's dark and hell is hot and flesh in my flesh, blood in my blood. Literally, like he had prayers on there and that those mm-hmm. albums, like, my god. But then oh, this
1: go some of the greatest hip hop.
0: And I this is why I always say this, Manu. I go when people make fun of DMX, I go... I get defensive. Because I'm like, look, he's the realest fucking dude. And you know why? Because he came a, became a millionaire, and he still smoked crack. Like, he, like, still yeah. risked it all, because you're unstable. Yeah. He's really from the hood. He has trauma, and he has issues. <laughs> you don't... I
1: wait from that 24 hours knowing that he was the realest dude to ever rap. At least that i had ever gotten close to or semi-close to, like... Everyone else like is sort of an actor because it's entertainment. Yeah. But everything yeah. he's talking about is like minute by minute. I mean, I, I watched his day. I was rode shotgun while he fucking almost killed us driving a fucking charger. And um, I was like, this is not a joke. This is not like he's not writing a screenplay about like you know like he's not writing
0: fiction. Like, he's just living it. He's not really trying to narrate. He's like, he's just in it.
1: <laughs> I was 100% positive. He's, yeah, it's, he's the realest rapper I've ever come across. I've shot for XXL for like eight years. Yeah. And saw all walks of life. And, you know, everyone's talented, but he was documenting himself
0: Dark- versus
1: writing funny, catchy stories, which are cool too. Yeah.
0: Dark Man X, baby. That's what's up. <laughs> it was, no. Mm-hmm. I love him. I love him, man. I get so defensive. I'm so happy that you met him. Were you shitting your pants? I
1: was I was freaked out. Like, there was a brawl in the studio between... started because the old manager showed up and the new manager showed up. And he got into it and it ended up... Like, there was like seven people just decking at each other. And the only reason it stopped because his dog got out, got scared, and ran to the street. Oh, so he just ran after the dog... And then the cops came up and is down the corner getting his dog. <laughs> uh, this is in Arizona, which is not color-friendly.
0: Yeah, I've, you know? read, I've read a whole thing about that. They put him in prison and they made him dress in pink and the fucking, the, the deputy mean, here, or whatever. Like,
1: what, they, like, pull over Mexicans for looking like Mexican? You know what I mean? Like, they're very, like, I, I couldn't understand why there's a lot of rappers living down there. Like, I met Rampage lives last Boy Scout. That day at the studio, I was like, What are you doing down here? why did you come here? He's like it's cheap and I own nightclubs. Yeah, well, it's hard to argue that. <laughs>
0: but
1: yeah, I couldn't understand DMS living there. It's like too much He walks the line to razor sharp. To yeah. The, to the
0: yeah, that's because he's unstable and that's probably why he does drugs. But still, when he shines, he shines bright. He's fucking epic. Um Yeah. Um What was I gonna say? He's- I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, he's just real. Like, you could never take that from him.
0: Yeah, no. In his lyrics, those first two albums, amazing. Even after that, they were still good as shit. And I bet if he made any music right now, if I... I think he made gospel albums and stuff like that. I gotta go listen to it, because... I don't know, dude. I fucking... That shit is awesome.
1: while he, he said a prayer. You did? I mean, you could, you could go on. It, like, because it was such a crazy packed day, but it was... I covered everything I think you could do with DMX other than like get handcuffed next to him. <laughs> like, yeah. Just just and I was like, and, and, you know, the, the writer and the video, video guy from XXL, they were like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Fuck this. We're done. I was like, I didn't get all my photos. So I was, and then they were like, fuck, we got to stay at your scene. And they were all bummed out. But then we hung out in the studio and he had his like notes from prison. And he put on only, like, early 80s hip-hop. And he, like, sang his fucking lyrics and danced, like, 80s style to hip-hop. And I just had, like, two cameras going like Edward Scissorhands. He's yeah. like, he was hyped. It was fun. Did Once you get him in the studio, ten- he's, then you realize he's a fucking legend. Did he but if you get him attracted to... did he? Up? Did
0: he have the big chains on?
1: No, he was fresh out of prison. He had a wife beater, fucking baggy jeans, and some Timberlands, and a fucking pit bull.
0: Yeah. Everything you described with the drama and shit, it sounds like, he, like the projects. <laughs> like, we're growing up. Like, there's always some drama happening. Some, something's always about just, to fall off. He's just always at his limit.
1: Like, he's never, I don't think, very calm. He's just always, like, at the top of, before blowing, you know, before meltdown or whatever.
0: Someone needs to teach that motherfucker to do some yoga. That's what he needs to jerk off more. He's probably testosterone. I don't
1: know if they're fixing that, man. I hope there is, but I don't know. Like, I yeah. don't
0: think so. Damn. All right, so r- ramble off a few more hip-hop artists. Did Cameron,
1: Worked with Cam'ron. That was fucking ridiculous, too. Yeah,
0: Pain Gone and Harlem.
1: It's fun because it's like living in, the, like, entering this, like, crazy movie or something. Uh, Cameron would, like, hide from me. Uh showed up in the record, at the record label, and he was hiding. What, and do, you then I just was what like, do you mean? Man. What do you mean? Well, he, he was just, he showed up two days, he, he missed the shoot two days straight. And uh my friend was supposed to shoot him. My friend left to go do a photo shoot somewhere else. And then they called me, they're like, we got him in the record label. Let's, can you get here in like 30 minutes because, you know, he might leave again or some shit. Like so I had- showed up, his, his his PR lady was, like, ready to punch a hole in the wall. She's like, he's here, but I don't know where he is. He's not answering his phone. And so I was like, whatever. Like, I'll, I'm good with, like, I can sort that out once I've, like, I'm good. I'm not freaking out. It's good. We're fine. Let's go walk around and, like, find a place to shoot. So we're walking around, and it's just, like, cubicles and a label. It's like nothing's cool. And, uh, and then I hear, camera, get over here. And I, I look up and she's yelling at him and he's down the hall and he's just like, like waves and then just bolts like around a corner. I was like, all right, at least he's like in a good mood because he's laughing and he's running away. So we end up like in front of a bathroom and he comes out, he's like, oh, you found me. All right, what are we doing? Like, and then it was, you know, I, then he was playful. He was like, it was easy. Like I he was laughing, I was laughing he just did that song, I Hate My Job, so I brought him to the copier room and made him do copies and fucking file shit. <laughs> and he was into it. He was, like, acting. It was fucking hilarious.
0: Yo, that's so funny. You had a you had the fucking corner camera on. He's like, a luck, he's like a leprechaun running away from you. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Uh,
1: the minute I got him, he was, like, uh, so on point. Like, I was like, pretend you're yelling at, like, your homie who fucked up. He's like, all right, all right. And then he's, like, yelling at somebody. And then I was like, pretend a girl comes by. And he's like, all right, all right. And he's like method acting or whatever the fuck you call it. Like he's he's an entertainer. He was good, and where, but you gotta like nail him down.
0: Yeah, where where's all these photos? Where can we see him? Photos uh, for vibe. Do you have him on a website? Do you have a website? Yeah,
1: website. Yeah.
0: What is it? What is? Uh, it? It's just chrischanting dot com. Damn, sick! And is it like all skateboarding, hip hop, and like everything?
1: No, it's like it's like I shoot a lot of celebrities and um. Hip-hop, I, I haven't done hip-hop in a while, but I did a good, like, eight years of it, and then fashion, and just fucking weirdos. There's skateboarding stuff in there, but it isn't just, it's not skateboard photos, it's not tricks, you know, it's like lifestyle shit. Sick, man. Um, sick. Third one, Danny Trejo.
0: Who's that?
1: Danny Trejo, who was Machete.
0: Oh, shit,
1: really? Machete.
0: <laughs> you shot him? Yeah. Wow, sick. He showed up with
1: uh, he was tight. I met him. I, I brought my, at the time, I was dating, like, a Mexican girl. So I, I had to go to, the, like, the barrio in the valley to shoot him. So I was like, you're coming with me to, like, break the ice. And uh, he was doing a fundraiser for spading and neutering your dogs, like, in the hood. Hey. And there was a mural, like, two stories high of him. And uh, I rolled up, like, hey, what's going on? My name's Chris. I'm here to shoot you for, I forget what magazine it was, but... And then I got my girlfriend speaking Spanish to his his wife. And it, it, like, made everything. Like, now we're taking photos. It's cool. And, like, uh it was just cool. It was rad to see him do it. He showed up with no shirt, backwards hat. He's like, yeah, man,
0: let's do these photos. Like, It's <laughs> just, like, fun. That's so dumb. he's short, too.
1: He was about 10 feet tall until I met
0: him. Yeah, he looks huge in the movies.
1: He's just a little guy.
0: Well, no, but he's like... <laughs> He's not little. You're big, Manu. You're forgetting, dude. You're a big dude.
1: Uh, it was sick. He, he used the he. I guess he was um. He was in jail for dope doing like he was a dope fiend, and yeah. then he became like a boxer in jail and became the champ. And then he got out and started working with people as like a counselor. And they brought him in to consult on some movie. And they were like, "Actually, can you just like be in this movie?" And that's how he started acting.
0: Yeah, that's way sick. He looks like, but you look at him and you're like, yeah, he could play a role in a movie. Like, he looks a certain way.
1: He knows how, it like, when you pull a camera out, he gives you, like, the fucking ice grill, like, staring the shit out. And you're like, whoa, dude. But then, like, other times he's, like, blowing a kiss to the camera. Like, he's just, like, a funny, nice, positive dude.
0: Yeah, that's rad, dude. Damn, you've met so many people I didn't even realize. We're all best friends, too. <laughs> it's just cool to meet people man even if that i mean i do a podcast so i can meet people you're out shooting photos
1: just in little flashes it's really interesting to see all these weirdos like in their element you
0: know new york's full of fucking all different types of people too is that why you're there just because there's so many weirdos yeah you're like yeah you interact by accident with like freaks what about what about surviving, dude? Like the winters must be brutal, and and I'm sure rent and shit is probably expensive, no? Oh,
1: it's gnarly, dude. Yeah, but it sort of like keeps you keeps you heavily stressed out, but it keeps you thinking like, what can I do to do the next thing? Yeah. Um, for LA, I was, I was definitely like just coasting, cheap rent, sun, fucking like whatever, plenty of skate things- or don't. It's going to be sunny
0: anyways. Yeah, it's like plenty of time to get into trouble or just like get into something bad because you're just like, eh, I feel like I'm in warm water. This is nice. Let's get
1: bored. I was just bored after a while.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everything was just a buffet of easiness, you know?
0: Damn. Oh, so I wanted to tell you I'm going down to uh, Tampa Pro uh, March 3rd. Yeah. Was, yeah. We're doing an all-I-need skate trip down there. Um, it's going to be Corey Goonan's first year. And then my other homie Timmy, Timmy Knuth is gonna come out and we're gonna meet up in Tampa and uh Yeah, I see
1: all those guys for sure.
0: Yeah, we're gonna skate there. I'm gonna I'm actually entering the um team manager like industry contest they do. I'm not gonna do the pro. Oh,
1: so you can just smoke all the old dudes? Well here's my th- here's
0: my theory. Here's my theory. Uh, here's my theory. <laughs> I kicked you out. Go back to the regular day. <laughs> well, here's my theory. I've entered the pro a bunch of times. I never won the pro. I've done alright. Don't get me wrong, but it's been like I don't know, it like ten years I've been doing the pro contest. It's fun, don't get me wrong. I might actually get a chance to win the fucking other one. The team manager <laughs> industry mode. It might be my shot to win, dude. Damn yeah, good chance. Yes. And here's my theory.
1: Yeah, just in the skate park as well, like it's the same course and everything? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna
0: piss some people off. It's All gonna right. be awesome. All right, boy. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> try hard, Manu. I'm gonna try hard yeah, I'm I down um, for it. All right, here, but here's my here's my second part of my game plan. So I'm going down there. My team riders, for all I need, are gonna escape the contest, which is awesome. I'm gonna do the team manager industry contest, and then I'm gonna podcast with people while I'm down there, and I'm definitely gonna get some of the people that I beat, and I'm definitely gonna talk some shit. <laughs> oh, good.
1: Dude, light the fire down there,
0: man. <laughs> it is I a love Here's my thing, though. If I fucking blow it completely bad, then I'm going to have to have guests on it and they can talk shit to me. That's the only bad part I can think of. Whatever. <laughs> you
1: getting people to talk. That's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm psyched. I'm so hyped to go. And it's like less than two weeks. And then tomorrow, actually, we're going to the House of Vans. We'll be in the city. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm coming. I'm meeting. For the afternoon or the night or what are you doing? We're just coming up for the day. Uh... Justin, the homie from Vans, invited Soulstice Solstice Skate Shop, and we're getting a van, and we're going up to New York tomorrow to the House of Vans to skate. You ever been there? Yeah, not the
1: new version. It's like 2.0 now. There's like a different – it's like more skating stuff because oh. it was like a venue. Uh, the stuff I've seen there it looks fun. I want to go, so I'll probably just show up when you show up.
0: Yes. That's awesome. Text me. I'm going to be up – I'm meeting at the shop at 8.30 in the morning, and we're driving. It's going to take four hours to get there, so that's roughly when we'll be there. All you got to do is text me, dude. Just text me. I'll keep my phone on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm hyped on that, and it's going to be all the friends and everything, and uh, I thought that was cool that Jay from Solstice hooked that up. It was really awesome.
1: I mean, the way it looks, it's, like, so good. It's such a good-looking spot to skate now that like they gotta get people in there to skate like yeah it's rad out of towners like, like skate shops from out of town to come in and shit
0: yeah it'd be a waste not to let these people shred it looks sick have you seen the skate park in boston that they built
1: yeah it looks insane
0: it's like yeah, a it's like great. a california skate park type like design and on that level you know we don't have those
1: I watched a little, like, YouTube kind of special or, or explanation of it or whatever um, on how they try to incorporate the cityscape. So you can see that you could be looking at the park, but it kind of is incorporated with what you see in the city past it or whatever. Um, it only took till I moved out of New England to get it done by 15 years. But I think it's amazing, man, like, the people are going to show up in the I mean, they're skating it now. I'm sure they ripped it today because it was warm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have been going at it. I can always tell because they have, uh, Instagram, the Lynch Family Skate Park. And, uh, they always post stuff on there. But yeah, it's sick. When you're skating the park, like you were saying in the backdrop, I can literally, I could like throw a rock to the garden, the Boston Garden. It's like we have a skateboard stadium next to the Boston Garden. Like we're literally a stone throw away and it's under the bridge, the main, the main highway, and it's just like millions of dollars skate park. It's fucked up.
1: And there's going to be such like a boost in talent, like as far as like all terrain vehicle type kids that are like we skate ledges every day, and now we can like learn how to skate a fucking giant bowl.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and it'll be
1: a sick like boost in talent, I think, or just people getting to explore shit they wouldn't have, you
0: know. Yeah, totally. And what's cool too is there's like the duck boats, you know those those all terrain things. They go into the fucking yeah. water right there, right at the skate park entrance. So all these kids are going by on duck boats looking at a million-dollar skate park and people skating.
1: That's going to be awesome. I mean, it is awesome. It's already up and going. Yeah, I, I've seen footage.
0: Yeah, I've been I've been twice, maybe three times.
1: But when, How windy has it been? Is it windy? Because it's been the winter,
0: basically. Yeah, I, I haven't gone since it's been cold because I live like... um. Five minutes from the edge skate park, which is like 30,000 feet indoor skate park. So, like, it's too cold. I'm like, I'm going to the skate park. But in this, when it was nice out, I was going, trying to go like every weekend. I got like two or three sessions there. It was so fun.
1: Is that under the bridge that has, it's like the
0: crazy, like, they made it during the big day with the crazy, like, yep, yep. triangle or something? That's cool. So- <laughs> Trembley did like a backside flip on that bank, like when they were building it. We snuck over the construction and shit, and through a fence, and like he ran up and like did a, I think it was a backside ollie or backside flip on the bank of that bridge. So, Chris Trembley? Uh, he's chilling, dude. I haven't, I had him on the podcast a while back. I actually gotta hit him up and see how he's doing. Trembley's the fucking man. For the podcast listeners, go look up Chris Trembley. He, he was like, I mean, I got over a hundred episodes now of the show, so you have to go back, but yeah. He's, like, a legend, you know? Remember his nose blunts? And he was, like, the first dude to get hooked great. up. What's that? Like, his skating.
1: his skating is phenomenal. Like, but I was always amazed, like, a conversation with Chris Tremblay, you're just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are a special person. <laughs> and I mean that in, like, a great way. <laughs> yeah,
0: and he's super, he's he's so unique. It's because he's from New Hampshire. People from New, New Hampshire, their fucking motto is live free or die. So they're, like, they're on that shit. <laughs> i like new yeah. hampshire i grew up in the fucking trailer parks in new hampshire <laughs> that's where i found yeah. my first skateboard really yeah it was the trailer park in new and new hampshire it was raymond new hampshire and i went there was this girl and i was going to say hi to her because she was cute and then i went and said hi to her and hung out with her for a minute and then her boyfriend came out and it was dale raymond my homie and he's skating and i didn't know him then you know but he was just super nice and then we became instant homies I went there to check out his girlfriend, and then he had a skateboard, and I just, he did, like, a kickflip, and it blew my mind. I didn't even think about girls after that. (laughs) You're like, yeah, you should, you get the girl, like, I gotta learn what you did. (laughs) (laughs) We actually (laughs) both forgot about the girls, and we just started skating all the time. It was amazing. (laughs) And that's, like, where I found my first board, and that dude, like, was always on the mission. He used to build, like, PVC pipe, like, mini ramps, like, you know, with fucking so cheap in his basement, and, like, it was sick. They were tired as hell. All right, you know what? I always I always ask this question first, but since we got to it at the end, how'd you get your first board?
1: How'd I get my first board? Fuck. So, I'm old and de- decomposing right now. Do you um, remember which board it was? At least my first board. My first, like, well, my first... Board that I, like, begged my parents for after just, like, trying friends boards was, like, a Veriflex with, like, fucking, like, arrow print, like, pattern tape, like, like, speed pattern tape on it. Um, and then once I realized, like, I was, like, seven years behind, my first setup that I was, like, yo, I skateboard, like, I've got, like, a fucking Corvette was uh, a Caballero a Bo-Night Peralta with rat bones. I researched everyone's boards. I was like, all right, what do you got? Like, what is this thing? Like, I need blue tr- – I don't remember the trucks, but I got them. I think they were blue, but I – oh, no, they were blue rat bones, and it was a Bo-Night fucking Pal Peralta board. As soon as I got it, everyone told – all the older dudes were like, dude, bo going to break. And I was like, I'm 40 pounds. It doesn't, like – Yeah. <laughs> i like, like psyched on it. <laughs> And then uh, after that, yeah, I don't know. One funny thing happened though. The older kids on my street were all like the dudes that looked like punks, like shaved sides of their heads, like drawing Sharpie markers on their shirts with a jump ramp. And I was like eight, and I feared these dudes, but I looked up to them, and they let me like go off the side of their jump ramp because I was too scared to go off the top because it was fucking probably three feet at the time, but it looked like ten feet. And they were like, yo, can we hide these in your, can we hide this in your bushes? I was like, yeah, man, fucking, you could do whatever you want. Like you're so cool. So I let them hide their jump ramp in my dad's bushes. (laughs) One Sunday, my dad was like, get out here. And I was like, what? And he's like, I don't know what this shit is, but we got to (laughs) smash. So we had to drag it out, me and my dad, and I had to fucking smash this jump ramp that had like full graffiti on it. You know, like, fucking that old, like, dog face with, like, crossbones or whatever. And then, like, one kid was at the top of my hill looking at me. And I was just, like, looking back and then looking at my dad and then just whacking at it with a hammer. And those kids never spoke to me again. That sounds like a scene in a movie, like it should be. I, dude, I was, just, like, crushed. And, like, if I didn't do it, I had to do it. There was no option. You were a bit... He didn't even put together what was going on. He just thought someone, like, it might have been like a refrigerator that someone threw in my yard or some shit.
0: Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was right about the time when I got my first board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. All right. Let me check my notes real quick, Minute. Hold on. Oh, here's one we have to cover. I, If you don't mind. Yeah, bud. All right. The package. The fucking package. Did you see that he got uh, in the surfing hall of fame? At Surf Expo, they like gave him uh, an award this year.
1: It's like the presentation. It was was great.
0: So sick, right? Yeah. Damn, when did you you first meet the package? Was it the island?
1: No, I met the package when I was like 13 uh, or 12 or something. Was that Um, good for you or bad for you? (laughs) I think everything's been uphill since then. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing myself if I didn't have that influence, for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, he just was like, he's like how kids can, like, find out about cool shit off the internet. I was, like, experiencing these things that, in first hand, like, that I would never know about if I had just stayed in the league. Or, you know what I mean? Like, rock and roll. Or He even turned me on to that rapper Sebo. From the Bay Area, <laughs> like in like '94 or something, um, he never—I don't think he was—he never was concerned with making money. So he was always like giving us shit, making sure we would just be skating and like getting psyched. I mean, I, that's another podcast in itself. <laughs> like, like I really wonder, like, fuck, like, what would I, would I even know what I missed out on? If I didn't meet that guy, you know, like, yeah, it's a crazy, like, I could have met him. I I probably met him. I found out about skateboarding by accident or some shit. And it led me to him and led me to like a whole fucking world of like freaks and adventures and just learn about shit you can't find out in school or at life or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was, when I went and sat down with him, I did a podcast with him as well. Guys got to go back and listen to that one. I actually heard that. Oh, sick. I went to Water Brothers, and I just sat down, and, like, I'm, like, looking at all the shit on the wall, and, like, he's sitting there, and I was, like, very nervous. But it was, like, it's sick to meet someone that you know so many people are, like, this dude's a legend, and then you get to sit down with him, and you're, like, yeah, he's a fucking legend. (laughs) I was also
1: very good about, like, taking a nervous young kid like me and making sure that, like, because Sid had a reach to every, like, legendary pro skateboarder, surfer, whatever... He was very good at, like, making sure, like, the little kid met his hero all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, he, I met Kareem Campbell through him.
0: It's at Waterbrook.
1: I met all these people that, like, made it, like, a realistic thing that I could skateboard It, I could go on little trips with my friends and fucking find things out for myself and not get into too much trouble but fuck up enough to know what's retarded and what's, like, good to do and there's things outside of our small town and shit. It was, it was really something that um, my other friends that didn't skate that I've, I'm still friends with, they, it doesn't even make sense to them. They, have, they can't like comprehend like the weird stuff that you get to come across because I had someone like Sid like pushing me in my back saying, "Go do that. Go find this out." Like you know what I mean? Like it's just something else that like a lot of people don't luck out and get the experience, you
0: know? Yeah, that dude, that that dude's done that for a lot of people, and that's awesome. It's so fucking cool. When you're, when you're young, he'll
1: he'll never get his due, and everyone's, praises him, but there's no, like, way to quantify what he's done for people.
0: Yeah, and it's rad, and when you're young and impressionable and, like, learning about shit, it's rad to meet someone that's been there, done that, and is still hyped and going for it and living it, you know? It's fucking out there. All (laughs) All right. Will you will you ever leave the city? Do you ever see yourself living in like fucking Montana?
1: No, I see myself staying in um, the Northeast. I don't think I'd be in New York City forever, um, or at least Manhattan. I'd love to be like a little outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. I even think like even t- more and more I go back to Rhode Island, I appreciate it more. Yeah. It's just when you're a kid, you just want
0: to get the fuck out of where you are.
1: Um, as I go back, I'm like, this is great. Like, it's fun. There's like, good down-to-earth people.
0: Yeah, I love it here. I, I moved back here because of that. I like, whatever whatever reason, I just missed like, the people, or the attitude, or the perception, or something of the people in this area. I, I felt comfortable, probably because I grew up here. If <laughs> I went to Cali, been all cool. around the world, I still liked it here. Like, it's your home. Yeah. You know? Sick. Fuck. Yeah. Where's the, Where's the most epic place you've traveled? I'd say Japan. Damn.
1: Japan was amazing. Um, got, I was there like three times. The third time I was there, I, I realized that there's this insane darkness to Japan. Um, they're not that into their... They don't treat women well. It was my main qualm on my third trip. I was like, you guys don't give a shit about women. Really? Everything else yeah it was super weird i started like because i by the third time you go somewhere you're not like blown away by like the surface of it yeah you start like picking things up you're like whoa holy shit you're you're a fucking psycho um <laughs> but then i think the funnest trip i've been on in a long time was the boys of summer trip to sydney
0: oh sick yeah i've been seeing footage and photos everywhere
1: yeah that was really fun and it it wasn't like a it was like the first time I'd gone on a trip with skaters, because I'm, you know, I was never skating for a company, you know, I've always, like, brought a skateboard places, but everyone was skating every day, so, like, we skated every single day, and, you know, you couldn't, you don't want to get left behind, you're skating in a foreign city, where your phone doesn't work. Yeah. Well so you're with, like, Eric and Jerry Sue, like, Ave is there, like, body slamming a flat bar. Or something, and so it was just fun. Like, that was, I think, one of the best trips I've ever gone on.
0: Damn, and how'd you get get in on that? That was
1: just from being in L.A. or, I don't know, like, knowing those guys from when I was still in New York, and then that idea for that video kind of popped up as a joke. I, I don't know, like, that guy Jeff Cutter and Andrew Allen, I think, kind of brainstormed that idea, and then it just was going to be, like, a little buddy video, and then it became, like, now, like, the pros that are out there were, like, oh, come on, let us film, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it just snowballed, and that guy, Jeff Cutter, just kind of kept making it, like, not fuck up as it got bigger, yeah. and then he got us out there and premiered it in Sydney. It was great.
0: Damn, that's sick, man. Well, fuck. Manute, you have far exceeded my expectations, my friend.
1: That is the first time I've heard that. That's awesome.
0: I wanted to start this off by telling you in the beginning I was going to say, Manute, you're one of my favorite people, in all sincerity, because, I don't know, we've known each other for so long, and every time we see each other, I have nothing bad to say, and we always laugh.
1: That's great, yeah. I don't, I don't think we should have anything bad to say.
0: <laughs> I know, it's genius. You know what I mean? It's fucking perfect. It's like, hey, there's Manute again. You're like, there's Anthony again. We're like, fuck it, pick up where we left off. It's like, did we just become best friends? Yup. Yep. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. Oh, ten, two, ten, ten, buddy, nine, hell yeah. Eight, eight, say come seven, on. Seven, so all my people where six, you ask. Put your fist up. Seven, we gon twist up. Three, oh. Say come on. Come, come on. on. Experience the train. Uh huh. Boy. Come on. Experience rocking with the reed.